All right, folks, here we go. Friday night edition, Philip Ward Show. Congratulations, as always, we have made it to the weekend. We are surviving day by day throughout the disastrous, the destruction that the Biden administration is indeed causing. As far as slowing the spread, well, 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 we have reached the 662nd day of doing so. I don't count on the Biden administration. We keep counting down, folks. Day by day by day, we are getting there. 1,108 days left to go. Folks, listen to this headline. I really didn't get to it yesterday. It uh, came to us yesterday in the Daily Mail. Uh, obviously, we had to deal with Ray Epps and January 6th and the Democrats and their hysteria. Oh, my God. They were so upset. It's so bad. Kamala Harris comparing it to Pearl Harbor and 9-11. How disgraceful of a human being do you have to be? So listen to this, folks. As far as Kamala Harris goes, here's a headline in the Daily Mail. Quote, seventh, seventh aid since Kamala Harris's disastrous June border trip announces he is leaving. A seventh press director, Peter Vells, head to the State Department after allegations of turmoil and bullying in her office. We've reported on it quite a bit, how Kamala Harris is a, quote, soul-destroying bully. Don't nobody want to work with the VP. I mean, seventh, so, whoa. She must be terrible. I mean, good lord, I've never met the woman, but I you can just you can just kind of tell with a person like Kamala Harris that she only cares about herself. She doesn't care about her staff. Literally, her staff were saying this is a woman that comes into me and she's unprepared. She doesn't read the briefing material. She doesn't care about that. She cares about looking good. She cares about making sure she gives a good speech and making sure that the American people like her. Well, 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 well. Unfortunately. Kamala, the American people cannot stand you. I mean, I dare her, folks. I dare her to run in 2024. See what happens. See what happens if Kamala Harris is at the top of the ticket. Who knows if Joe Biden's going to make it? His speech today, I, this guy is just, he is so far gone. There's no going and getting him back. Um, I'll get to that in, that in a second. But today, folks, is indeed January 7th. The Supreme Court did indeed hear oral arguments about Joe Unity's vaccine mandates, even though it was Joe himself who was saying, oh, there's there's no federal solution. Well, that's after he promised on the campaign trail that he was going to, I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. And again, and again, and again, and again, and just repeatedly promised the American people. No, 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 no. I know I, I tell all these lies. I've been a 51-year career. Well, 52 years now. 52-year career corrupt D.C. swamp politician. Yeah, I know I lied before and I plagiarized and I'm pretty much a racist given the past comments I've said. But this time, I promise you, I'm going to shut down the virus. Well, really? Because now as here we enter the third year of the pan slash pandemic, I don't see any virus being shut down. Now, the Supreme Court, though, Sotomayor, uh, uh, Breyer as well, these two made complete idiots out of themselves today, especially Sonia Sotomayor. Let me give you the headline here, folks. Supreme Court's liberal justices slammed over vaccine mandate statements. 
the Supreme Court. And by the way, I want to break down the Supreme Court for you. So we have Chief Justice John Roberts, who is half a liberal, half a conservative. We never know what that moron is going to do. I don't care for John Roberts at all. I throw there's three categories. Let me let me let me start over. There's three categories of the nine Supreme Court justices. John Roberts falls into the wild card category, along with Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh. Now remember, conservatives went to bat for Brett Kavanaugh in 2018, and look at what he's done so far. You know, it's just so disappointing as far as Kavanaugh goes. Um but, you know, I, I respect him a little more than I do John Roberts. So you got the, the, the three wild cards on the court who are, you know, ran on and, and said that they were conservatives. And what do we want? We want originalists on the Supreme Court from a conservative standpoint. I've, well, that's I mean, the jury. You know, that's still up for discussion as far as I'm concerned with them three. So I stick to well, them two. I, Roberts, forget about it. Roberts, Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett. Stick them into the wild card category of the Supreme Court. You never know what they're going to do. You have three liberal activists on the Supreme Court that we're going to get to here as far as Breyer, Kagan, and Sotomayor go. Those are the three liberal activists. They're always going to be liberals. They don't care about the Constitution. Whatever the Democratic Party tells them to do, that's what those three are going to do. So you got the three wild cards, the three liberal activists. Then you have the three true Supreme Court justices, that obviously being Clarence Thomas, who, who who should be the leader of the Supreme Court. Why he's not is just beyond me. He should be Chief Justice. He should have been yesterday, but he's still not. It's ridiculous. You have uh, Alito and Gorsuch. Those are the three true Supreme Court justices, folks. Those are your three categories of the Supreme Court and uh, the different justices, the groups that they fall into. Now, today was a bad, bad day for the liberals. Quote, the Supreme Court's three liberal justices made a series of head-shaking comments today during oral arguments over two Biden administration rules. One that implements vaccinate or test mandates on U.S. companies that employ at least 100 people and, other that, uh, and another, excuse me, that requires most healthcare workers to get the jab. The trio of Stephen Breyer, Elena Kagan, and Sonia Sotomayor made claims during oral arguments that have been classified as incorrect, ignorant, misinformed, or hysterically exaggerated. I want to start with Sotomayor because her statement today, folks, is just a plain lie. How has a Supreme Court justice not done the proper research? Or does she just not care? Maybe Sotomayor is just a liberal activist who doesn't care about the Constitution, who doesn't care about this country, who only wants to put forward liberal, democratic, progressive solutions that are going to destroy the country. Quote, we have over, this is what she said, 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in serious condition, many on ventilators. That's just not true. That is just a lie. Not only did Sotomayor's statement contradict experts who say Omicron is less severe than Delta, 
but it defied data from the Department of Health and Human Services showing a total of 3,342 confirmed pediatric hospitalizations with COVID across the U.S. as of today, making the justice's math off by a factor of nearly 30. How do you go from 3,000 to 100,000? It's a lie. Perhaps more disturbingly, Sotomayor also said at one point in the argument, quote, I'm not sure I understand the distinction why the states would have the power to institute a rule like the one being pursued by the Biden administration, but the federal government wouldn't. Well, is that not the most liberal thing you've ever heard? Why is it? What's different from the states and the federal government? That's authoritarian stuff right there from Sotomayor. Again, what do Democrats want? They want the federal government to completely control the entire country. Conservatives, you know, people who revere the Constitution, who look at it, who study it, who love that document, who understand the importance that it has on our country. We want states to have the rights to make the choices for themselves. Um, Ohio Solicitor General Ben Flowers, to whom Sotomayor directed her comment, demonstrated the concept by affirming under questioning from Justice Clarence Thomas that his state could legally impose a similar vax or test rule and even go as far as to mandate vaccination for every resident. Well, Breyer waded into the fray. He suggested the OSHA. Breyer, this is about as bad as, as Sotomayor. Breyer says um, the OSHA rule is needed because hospitals, are almost full, almost to the point of maximum. He says that 750 million new cases have been reported in the U.S. yesterday. Did you get that? 750 million new cases in a population, our country, a population of 330 million so what did everyone get? Everyone had to have tested positive for COVID. Some of us had to have tested positive twice, if Breyer's math is correct. Um, Kagan, now during arguments um, in the case of the OSHA, so they heard the arguments for uh, for and against the OSHA rule. Then they had another uh, case about healthcare workers, um, the uh, providers who receive funding from Medicare and Medicaid. Kagan said that workers, quote, have to get vaccinated so that you're not transmitting the disease that can kill elderly Medicare patients that can kill sick Medicaid patients. I mean, that seems like a pretty basic infection prevention measure. Well, so if you get the vaccine, she says you're not going to kill anybody. Well, as we know now, and after we were lied to yet again by the Democratic Party and the DNCDC and Anthony Fauci, vaccinated people can still indeed spread COVID. Medical experts say vaccinated can spread COVID, though potentially through a shorter period of time than the unvaccinated. A decision in both, what is this by the way? New York Post. A decision in both cases, they write, could come within days. Now, Scott Keller, he is uh, the guy arguing uh, um, against the vaccine mandates, former Texas State Solicitor General. Uh, he said today, quote, Businesses have encouraged and incentivized their employees to get vaccines, but a single federal agency tasked with occupational standards cannot commandeer businesses economy-wide 
into becoming de facto public health agencies. So this court should immediately stay OSHA's unprecedented emergency temporary standard before Monday when OSHA begins enforcement, which is unprecedented. Quote, uh, um, the woman arguing against it, uh, this uh, Pelo uh, Gar woman saying, quote, I understand the suggestion here that the standard is unprecedented, but I don't think it would stand scrutiny. If you look at the various claims that the applicants are making, they first object to the scope of the standard, the number of employers who are covered. But OSHA commonly issues nation nationwide standards that govern all employers throughout the nation. Well, Justice Neil Gorsuch asked why OSHA would exercise authority over vaccines now when in the past those regulations would be outside the agency's jurisdiction. I mean, you know, the only three you can count on, Thomas, Alito, and Gorsuch. And, 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 and that's about it. You get the three wild cards as well. Uh, Roberts, uh, Kavanaugh, and Coney Barrett. You know, they're, they're, they're supposed to be conservatives on the bench. Um, and again, now this, it, it, Joe Biden's already had his say. How can it be that Joe Biden tells OSHA, you have to implement the, mac the vaccine mandate, but yet he comes out himself, this was on December 27th, and said, quote, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. So Joe Biden has already given his opinion on his own vaccine mandates, federal vaccine mandates, I might add, and is saying, yeah, nope, there's no, there's no federal solution. I mean, this, 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 the vaccine mandate should be tossed out immediately by the Supreme Court. You know, you get people like Sotomayor, though, and Kagan, Breyer, who obviously don't care about the Constitution and who don't care about just following it, who just want to be liberal activists. Then you have the three wild cards and Roberts, Coney Barrett, and Kavanaugh. And who knows? You know, I have, I have absolutely no faith in our Supreme Court. I really don't. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to follow it, see uh, where it goes. Uh, now, other news today, U.S. jobs report. Listen to this. U.S. adds just 199,000 jobs in December jobs report. Now, remember, December, usually a lot of workers come around the seasonal for the holidays. Well, the U.S. added just short of 200,000 jobs in December, falling well short again. I might add in this Biden administration, falling well short of expectations as employers battle workplace disruptions due to the highly contagious Omicron variant. Despite the lower than expected payrolls, the U.S. unemployment rate fell to 39% down from 4.2% in November and near what the Federal Reserve considers to be maximum employment. Wages rose for the month. Economists expected the economy to add 422,000 jobs in December, this is according to uh, Dow Jones. The month's hiring totals followed a dismal November report that, uh, like this, mixed ex uh, missed expectations. November's initial reports of 210,000 revised upward to 249,000. Folks, so again, we're falling short as far as jobs go with Joe Unity Biden, but yet he says this today. He's trying, as, as for usual, he's blaming COVID. It's COVID, COVID. Everyone blames COVID for everything. At this point, you blame COVID as an excuse to be lazy. Call it what it is. Having COVID in the environment here and in the world, probably here to stay, he says. Well, didn't he promise on the campaign trail? On the debate stage that he was going to, I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. 
So again, I asked Joe, at what point do you shut down the virus? Seeing as how we're in the 662nd day of slowing the spread. Also said today, quote, well, people are taking a step up, saying there's better pay, better benefits. Well, really? Because 83% of Americans say their wages have gone down under Joe Unity Biden. And also described today's report as uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an historic day, he says. Well, it, it, is it really, Joe? I mean, who writes the stuff for this idiot? Just look at the results. Historic results, he said. By the way, today's jobs report is the worst of the Biden presidency so far. He says, now this is what it's all about. Of course, the Democratic Party don't want people working. Of course, they want jobs report to show, fall short of expectation. He says the economic agenda, my economic agenda, is taking a fundamentally new approach to our economy. So let's just have it fail. I mean, Joe, this guy, he's even starting to look more and more like Jimmy Carter, too. Jimmy Carter had a bit more hair than Joe Biden. Um, now, the American people are responding to absolutely all of this. There have, there's been no polling that's, that, that's shown that Joe is doing a good job at all. USA Today writes this earlier this week, quote, Americans saw 2021 as chaos and as a train wreck, but Americans are hopeful about 2022. Listen to this though. Among the words volunteered in response to the open-ended question to describe 2021 in a single word, 23%, quote, awful, terrible, bad, sucked. 23% of Americans describing 2021, those words. 12%, chaos, confusing, turmoil. 11% describe 2021 as challenging, hard, and rough. 6%, disaster, train wreck, catastrophe. 4% say, oh, okay, or good. In all, just 14% offered adjectives that were positive, assuming exciting is a good thing. The rest chose various versions of bad, from catastrophic and chaos to frightening and failure. Then there was 1% who described 2021 as, quote, long. Now, this comes on the back of other Joe Biden polling numbers that we've discussed in The Hill. CNBC, uh, The Hill writes, CNBC changed research poll, which we went over. The survey showed 56% of voters disapproved of Biden's performance in office, an uptick from 54% in September and 49% in April. Approval rating now stands at 44%. He was hit hard when it came to the public opinion of his handling of the economy and COVID. Now, before, um, when it came to COVID, Joe was, at, that was like his, his, his best thing. That's the only thing he could possibly run on. Nowadays, it's just January 6th. I'll tell you what happened with January 6th and the ratings in a second here for the Democratic Party. Uh, Fox News writes, new year, same old polling woes for Biden. It's a new year, but Joe Unity still facing the same old deficit when it comes to his standing among Americans. The president's approval rating stands at 40%. USA Today Suffolk University poll released on Tuesday found 54% disapprove of Joe Unity Biden. 
an average of all the most recent national surveys measured Biden's standing compiled by Real Clear Politics put the president's approval at 42%, disapproval at 54%. Similar compilation by 538 indicated Biden 43% um, approval, 52% disapprove. Uh, Newsweek writes, Biden starts 2022 trailing Trump by average of nearly five points in 2024 election polls. Uh, average of polls, again by Real Clear Politics, shows Trump leading Biden by 4.8 percentage points. 46% of voters support the former president, just 41.2 back the current president. Um, most recent survey, including in the average, conducted from December 7th to the 19th by Insider Advantage, listen to this number, shows Trump ahead by eight points. Former president backed by 49% of registered voters. Biden only supported by 41%. Harvard-Harris poll shows Trump ahead by three points. That survey carried out from the 30th to the, excuse me, November 30th to December 2nd has Trump at 48%, Biden at 45%. Not good news if you're Joe Unity Biden. So what does he have? Well, he's got January 6th, right? Well... You know, Fox News, the right-wing conspiracy channel, listen to this headline in Mediate. Fox News dominates ratings one year an on one-year anniversary of January 6th. Well, I would argue most liberals watch propaganda news and MSDNC, so how is it that Fox News yesterday got more ratings than both of them? From January 4th to the 14th of 2021, Fox was losing, actually. They were trailing propaganda news and msdnc but yesterday fox's audience 1.77 million total average viewer day viewers significantly beat propaganda news to cnn 845,000, and msdnc's 1.18 million during prime time fox average of 2.83 uh, million Total viewers led Propaganda News of CNN 1.14 million, MSDNC 1.92 million. This was the first, listen to this, this was the first time Propaganda News CNN broke a million average viewers in prime time for a while. None of the network shows managed to beat their Fox time slot rivals. So if January 6th was so bad, everyone cares about, every, it was a deadly insurrection. Well, how come the people aren't watching what I would argue are primarily the Democratic stations? Folks, it's again, because as we went over yesterday, the, the American people, 76%, 73%, one of the, um, I think it was 76% actually, said it was just a protest that went too far. And again, no one really cared about the, the death of Ashley Babbitt, no one, not a lot of uh, mainstream media outlets reporting on that, if any at all, folks. So I would argue, what does Joe Biden have to run on? I think everything so far that he's done has been a complete and utter disaster for this entire country. It's been failure after failure, and we just have to look ahead, folks. We can again. I'll ask the question: Are we going to let Joe Biden? get away with it or do we send do we send a clear and distinct message to him in november and say everything you've done is failing we need to give the house to the control of the republicans along with the senate as well and i don't sit here as a republican telling you that but i think republicans will will do a lot a better job than joe unity biden and the democratic party is doing nowadays folks as i say that go ahead and enjoy 
the weekend. As per usual, you know, I always say that you live life for what it's worth. You only have one life. Thank you as always. Thank you for your continued support, by the way, of listening to the program. Again, I, I cannot tell you how much I truly thank you. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We are into the 662nd day of slowing the spread. 1,108 days left to go in the what can only be described as the disastrous, failing, unfortunate Biden administration. Have a great weekend, folks. Back here. Talk to you on Monday.